This is your other brother's podcast. To your other brother's podcast, navigating faith, homosexuality, and masculinity together. From the jewel of the Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge is very sweltering. I'm already sweating all over my words. My name is Tom, and I'm so glad you are here. I don't know if you can sweat over your words, but I did. I just did. Um, from the other side of the state, maybe not as sweltering over there because he has central air. It's our other brother, Ryan. <laughs> hey, everyone. How's that central air over there? Oh, <laughs> it is nice. just grand. <laughs> I'm a little jealous right now in this little 10 by 10 stuffy studio, but we're going to do our best. Um, and joining us from a scorching land of enchantment, it's our other brother, Matt. What's up, Matt? What up? And as of right now, it is not scorching. It is actually uh, oh. raining. Well, technically raining. It's just drizzling right now. I am enjoying the weather thus far. Yeah, good for mm. you, because I feel like the land of enchantment, I feel like it's not going to stay that way as the summer progresses, from what I've well, been told. Well, the monsoon season is arriving, so if it's not here, it's coming. <laughs> I remember you podcasting once from the monsoon season. I just yes. remember you saying that phrase once, which sounded funny to me at the time, monsoon season. It's like, are we in Cambodia right now? Where are you coming from? Where I mean, I mean, <laughs> hey, the desert gets rain, so we are, we do have monsoon season uh-huh. here. So, yeah, yeah. When it, as they say, Matthew, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it monsoons. I, I so. mean, I guess whatever. <laughs> Matt, we I know you're so excited to be here because yes. we're doing a topic today that you have been hounding me to do for ye- like no joke years. years. Like I think you have been putting this uh, topic in my ear for such a long time. Yep. And lo and behold, here we, we are, are finally. Yeah, we are finally doing it. And I'm, I am so excited right now. So. <laughs> you are. You have a certain glow about you. I mean, there's a physical glow about you right now as the sun is probably setting where you are. Yeah. Some, some, some like amazing light point from where you're sitting in your car. But uh, we are talking about men's fashion today which is our, it's like a bread and butter topic when it comes to our topic of masculinity. I mean, I think this bleeds over into sexuality a little bit too. We're going to get to that, but um, this is just like an awesome topic of masculinity that we can dive into Um, as far as our attire, our dress, our wardrobe. We're going to, we're going to talk about all of that here today. And so I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, we got some, I was telling Ryan before the call, um, we always get some great feedback from our yobbers, our, our Patreon supporters, but but I feel like this time, I think they were more on their game than they've been. That this this was like an A plus performance as far as the comments went. They better be, else else I'm <laughs> else I'm going to be disappointed in them. <laughs> a little a little teaser, Matthew, because Ryan read all about it. But a little teaser for you: there was there was a nice little exchange about cargo shorts, which I cannot wait to dive into. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I got, I got, I can't wait. I got some stuff to say about that. 
<laughs> Can't wait to have some cargo Everybody talk. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, this is fun. So for our our listening audience, I mean, there might be a video clip or two that makes it into the into the interwebs, but um, but we dressed up. I feel like we are all wearing stuff that is very us right now. Um, and so I wanted to go around. Ryan, would you describe for our listening audience what you have decided to wear to fashion night here? That's what we're calling it uh, with the Yobcast. Well, uh, my pants, which you which you cannot see on the screen right now, Tom and Matthew, are a clay red kind of denim um, mm. pant from Raleigh Denim in downtown Raleigh. And then I'm wearing a short sleeve button down Calvin Klein um, shirt with, uh, with rolled up short sleeves. And it's sort of a denim looking fabric, but it's not actually denim. It's got sort of a sheen to it. And then on my face, I'm wearing my gold uh, Warby Parker glasses with a white acrylic rim inset. That's what I'm wearing. I feel like Warby Parker would be a great sponsor for the Yobcast. I hear them sponsored in other podcasts. I feel like they could. It's worth checking <laughs> Among into. Among other brands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pair of Thieves, I, we can't keep that door open to you forever. So yeah. I, I don't know. We're going to have to maybe bypass Pair of Thieves for Warby Parker before too long. Um, yeah. Very nice. Very nice indeed. I, I enjoy the sheen of that Thank shirt. You. Yeah, it looks nice from your ring light. I can see the sheen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Matt, tell us, tell the viewers, I mean, the listeners, what, what do you got going on? Actually, I want you to tell what, how, how would you describe, <laughs> how would you describe my attire that I am wearing? I mean, I think Ryan said it best once. Like, I think you, your whole thing is like West Coast streetwear. Like you love... Okay. You love like West, which you're on the West I Coast. I am on the West and Coast. You're a man of the street. Yeah. I mean, so there you yeah. go. <laughs> so you got, you got a uh, black sweatshirt with eternal something or other written eternal on it. Eternal made. Eternal mm. made. Yep. So it seems very tr- like uh, Christian y. That's like a very Christian y type of thing. Maybe you got it from your church. Maybe it's from a band. Um, that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking the origin story of this black sweatshirt. I mean, close. Um, you've got a gold, you've got a gold chain rocking. Mm-hmm going down to the middle of your sternum. So this ain't no little mama's golden chain. This is like a, a big boy's golden chain. Mm-hmm. And then you got your, then you got your typical New York Yankees cap, which I still have no idea why you wear that because the Yankees are the worst. I don't know why. I wear it wear because one of my- New York, you have no connection. No, well, okay. So here's a connection. My dream uh, travel place, is New York City. So I, I've always wanted to go mm. to New York City, but I never have. So one of the okay. one of these days I will travel to New York City and like basically be like one of those tourist people. And also I have my little uh brown joggers um uh pants and also some white shoes and also uh some I, I guess you could say like long long socks as well. So uh, definitely, uh, wow. definitely, uh, kind of West side streetwear. I, that's kind of like my gym right now. And I, I love it. And plus you pull it off. I do pull it off. That's great. I do pull it off. I'm mm. one of, I'm one of the few <laughs> in this group. That's right. Yeah. 
I, I'm what? Yeah, I'm one of the few in this group that can can pull this off. It wouldn't work for me. No, I'm not cool enough. <laughs> yeah. I I have names. I have names of Yob community members going through my head. I'm not going to say them out loud to You're embarrass like, mm, them. But no, I kind of, I kind of, no, I kind of want to. No, no not him either. No. <laughs> I think Matt, yeah, no, Matt pulls it off. You do, you pull it off. I'm a little embarrassed now because you guys have described what's below the camera and I did not dress accordingly because of course you did. once again, of course you did. I'm in a sweltering, I am in a sweltering 90 degree room right now and I am not about to wear like thick jeans or something. I don't know. Like I, I am wearing, I'm just going to start from the bottom up. I am barefoot. I'm wearing my H&M lounge shorts. So at least, okay, those are nice. They're not just like your Walmart lounge shorts. Like these are, these are, creme de la creme lounge shorts. Um, but then Matt, I don't know if you noticed, Matt, have you noticed anything special about what you do see above the nipples? <laughs> Besides your shirt? <laughs> anything about- Necklace and hat? Any, yeah, just any, what do you see here? Uh, let me see. What do you see here? Uh, shirt, necklace, and hats. And also, uh, also, oh, the, your wrist, band. I have a bracelet. Have a, uh -huh. have a, I have a bracelet yeah, yeah. as well. Okay, what? What what what's so special about that bracelet? Tell us. Well, let's backtrack because I'm I'm a little bummed. Maybe I don't expect you to know everything about our relationship. But Matt, I am wearing the same hat and the same striped shirt that I shopped in Albuquerque. Like, what was that? It was a. I think it might have been H and M. It was H. Um, we went okay, to so so uh, this is from H and M. Yeah, so it must have been H and M. No, yeah. But then I got the hat from that exchange place, whatever that Buffalo Exchange. Called. Buffalo Exchange, yeah. yeah. So this wardrobe is courtesy the land of enchantment, most of it. Yeah, so thanks. That's, that's thanks a to shout me. out to you. Yeah, thanks to me. Yeah, because every time you visit Matthew, you go to the store. That's part of the itinerary. Yes. You go shopping. <laughs> exactly. So I, I did. Yeah, I, I, I do recognize your the the shirt and also the hat. So I was going to say something, but at the same time, it's like I, I know you, Tom. So you are the type of person who like wants to express hey this is uh my wear i'm excited for this and i don't want i don't want anybody to steal my thunder so i let you have it <laughs> don't take my thunder um yeah and then the necklace so i'm i'm experimenting i've been experimenting for a while now with accessories um the bracelet i don't pull out often like this is very special occasion this is like going to the ball and i'm really dressing up right now um, so yeah, this little bracelet has my insignia on it. I have a little fish with a traveling stick on it. So this is like a little, if I was going to get a tattoo, this is like the symbol that I would get for my tattoo, which I will never get. Let's be real. But that's, I wear it on my wrist and in the form of a bracelet and it's just as good. I feel, um, and then this little necklace, which I've gotten from the fine folks at Yes Theory, this amazing YouTube channel who's all about jumping out of planes and talking to strangers, seeking discomfort is their motto. And this little lightning bolt, it's kind of this um, reminder to spark whatever, to follow the spark of what is hard and what is difficult um, and to not let that derail you or, or stop you. So, um, so that is what I'm rocking here tonight on Fashion Night. This is fun. This is like whole intro matter. I feel like we're already getting into fashion talk. It was that was a nice little uh, intro intro segue there. Yeah. Before we get to the bulk of our episode, this episode is coming out on Fourth of July weekend. So to our amazing American audience, happy Fourth. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's a great weekend for everyone. Um, Matt, have we talked about the Fourth of July and your feelings about it as a Native American person? 
Yeah. Uh, I feel like we might have done that in the past. At we some point, we probably did. Do you care to refresh our memories? Uh, yeah. Us Native Americans actually enjoy um, Fourth of July because we also live in the great uh, United States of America. So um, since we are still a part of the USA, of course, we will also celebrate as well. Uh, we do have fireworks and we do have uh, barbecues. Uh, ours is just a little bit different sometimes. Of course, our tradition is uh, making our uh, butchering sheep and making some mutton stew and fry bread, and all that stuff. So, but we also have hot dogs and hamburgers as well. So, um, yeah, we um, don't don't let the naysayers say that we don't celebrate. We do. They're just lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks, from the source. That's good to hear. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I feel inclined to come visit you sometime on the Fourth of July, and so that would be so fun to experience. Um, like wherever you go, where do you go? Do you have family gathering? Do you do you go well to the res? Like where do you go? Well, it, it all depends uh, year by year. So uh, usually I go to friends' place. I sometimes I stay home uh, with my extended family, and then we have a little like small cookout. But this year, uh, this year I am actually going to Boston with some friends. And uh, we are going to celebrate 4th of July out there. And I am excited. I'm getting my wardrobe ready for this weekend's trip, for the 4th of July uh, trip. And it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited, all that stuff. I've never been to Boston. I'm ready to spill some tea over the, 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 the side of the city. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do my part in there. So. And the other kind of tea, I'm sure. You're it, all about it, yeah. spilling some tea. Yeah, well, I don't like tea, so I'm ready to spill some tea. <laughs> Ryan, have you been to Boston? Have you ever been to Boston? As a child, as I a child, I don't yeah. really remember it. Yeah, I was there several years ago. It's a cool little town. I I enjoy Boston. Make sure you wear lots of red, white, and blue, Matt. Well, okay, so I'm still trying to figure out what to wear on Fourth uh, of July, but I do have an American flag uh, bandana, so I'm definitely gonna be wearing that oh. either on top of my head. Or just like as a, like a little like mini scarf or whatever. So uh, I will make sure uh, my wardrobe is definitely American. So, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what you came up with. Um, yeah. Happy fourth to everyone listening. I hope it's a, a great weekend for you guys whenever you're listening to this. Um, why don't we dive into some announcements? So I'm really excited. I, I don't know if this has been mentioned publicly, um, but behind the scenes, you guys, we are finally at long last planning a Yabbers retreat. And this is something we tried to do not just once, but twice last year during the plague. And it just didn't happen. It didn't pan out, um, which was unfortunate. But a lot of good stuff came. Like we, we had a digital retreat. Um, once we figured out we couldn't do a physical retreat, uh, we had a digital retreat, which was really awesome because we got some great feedback after the digital retreat that a lot of guys in our community said that they wouldn't have either come to the physical retreat for financial reasons or for just emotional reasons. Cause that's like, it's a big deal. I mean, I've been in this world for a decade now, but it's, I have to like constantly remind myself that some people are discovering Yob or discovering the greater side B community for the first time. And they don't have the same like gung ho spirit about meeting strangers from the internet that a lot of us have become so normalized to over the years. So, um, so that was incredible feedback to get last year that we had an amazing digital retreat experience um, for people who probably wouldn't have come realistically to a 
um, an in-person retreat, but, uh, but yeah, it's fun now, two and a half years later, it's hard to believe it's been that long, but two and a half years later from our last in-person retreat, we're now about to plan. Um, our, this will be our third in-person retreat later this year. And so, um, I say all that to say, a for our listeners who happen to be yobbers, we're so excited, cannot wait to gather together. Um, we're figuring to have, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 people show up from all around the country. So really excited. Um, it's going to be an awesome gathering. Um, and I also say that as a, as an invitation for people listening out there, if you're interested at all in joining and partaking in the community aspect of Yob, um, we would love to have you aboard. It's a growing community and, um, I'm obviously as biased as you can get, but I love this community. I love being a part of it. It's an awesome group of guys and I'm really excited for just what's to come in the rest of the rest of 2021 and hopefully in the years to come as well. Um, so yeah, shoot, shoot us a message, shoot me an email. Uh, if you're out there, if you're interested at all, um, and joining the community, if you have questions, if you have reservations, those are totally normal. Uh, let me know. I would love to clear anything up with you guys. And, and I mentioned this because, um, because we are planning for a retreat soon, uh, soon the Yobcast is going to be taking a little bit of a breaky break. And we do this from time to time and it's good. Like, again, I wish I could just like do this every single week for the rest of my life. I, I enjoy talking to my friends and having these awesome conversations. Um, like one we're about to have today, but, uh, but breaks are good. And especially when, when things like retreats come up and things just require time and energy, um, it's good to take a step back. And so we've got one more episode coming this summer of the Yobcast. We've got a couple of convo casts coming still as well. And, um, and then we'll take a little bit of a break and the break could be a month. It could be two months. It could be something in between. It won't be forever. It won't be long, but it'll be a good time to just take a step back as we prepare for the retreat. And then as we just kind of reset, take a deep breath and, and then hopefully this fall continue on with another amazing string of episodes. So thank you guys for all the support. It's been awesome to, um, to do this show and, um, just to get such great feedback, both from within our community. And then a lot of times outside of our community as well, through emails, through comments on the blog or on our YouTube channel. So thank you for all the feedback, for all the voicemails that are coming in. Like it's been, uh, it's been such a joy to have a show that's engaging with our listeners. So we hope that these last couple of shows before the break uh, continue to resonate with you guys and that you engage with it as well, because we love hearing from you. And before we get to the topic, we need to thank our sponsor for this episode. And when you talk about men's fashion, you cannot ignore the crop top. You just can't. It's there. <laughs> It's front and center. I, I cannot ignore a crop top. It is true. You can't, yeah, right? I, I, if you I, see I, a crop top worn by a man, how can you turn away? No, you do. At least a triple take. <laughs> this is like Medusa. Do you guys know the story of Medusa? Like you look at this Greek woman with snakes in her hair. You turn Turns to stone. you to stone. Yeah. It's yeah. like, try try to not to look at a man wearing a crop top. You can't. You'll turn to stone. <laughs> I hate the sponsor. I hate it so much. You know what the sponsor <laughs> reminds me of, Matthew? I don't know if you remember this, but it was like, I think the second second or third season of Queer Eye, they did a promo for Queer Eye and Anthony was rocking a gray, I think it was a gray or a black crop top. It was a gray and again, crop top. Just, okay, thank you for the confirmation. I know yeah. you saw it. Um, hard to look away, right? Of course, because Anthony <laughs> okay. is fine and all that stuff. So, yeah. There's only certain Anthony people is fine and all that stuff. Yeah. There's only certain people who can actually wear a crop top and pull it off. Many cannot. And don't you ever mm. be in that category of do not, if you cannot pull it off, don't you ever try to pull it off. 
<laughs> do you have to have abs? Is that the qualifier? Yeah. What's the qualifier? Or, or at least be, be physically fit. If you can pull it off, you owe it to the world. Yeah, you do. So owe it to the world. We need to do. see. <laughs> we we need to see your picture. Yeah, I can see all so the failures you, too. So, oh my gosh, uh, Matt, you work out so much. We did a fitness podcast with you. I feel like you're you're going to be able to pull off that crop top by the end of the oh, summer, no. right? Uh, give me uh two more years, and then I'll see. We'll we'll, we'll get back years. to that. Yeah. All right. 2023 we'll do a fashion follow-up and then we expect you to come on the show with a crop top well so let's stay tuned. let's let's just say uh let the episode be just about crop tops and that's it and then that's that's when i'll put my input oh you just want a whole episode on crop tops yeah okay. exactly exactly <laughs> the sponsor would love that they would love a whole episode mm-hmm. dedicated to them something tells me we wouldn't have enough material and it would turn out short mm, i beg to differ <laughs> I think Matthew missed the joke, but that is our sponsor for this episode. Um, Let's talk about fashion, you guys. Yeah, Matt, you've been wanting to talk about this episode for a while. So can you tell me concisely why? Why does this topic excite you so much? Why have you wanted to talk about fashion for years now? Because as human beings, uh, especially in today's uh, modern era, we wear clothes and also uh, how you... um, wear these clothes they basically represent who you are uh kind of like in a way it's kind of like um some of it is dressed to impress others is first impressions um others is just kind of like how you view yourself um uh from the inside and it also comes out um so there are many 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 layers to fashion especially men's fashion Mm. as well so this is, it's not just about clothes. It's about, there's also uh, an emotional response to it. There's also a psychological response to it, mental response as well. And of course, physical response. So there, again, many layers to fashion. It's not just like a one and done thing. There's a lot of layers to it. And I uh, uh, found that out through just watching uh, different people of um, doing a uh, different uh, uh, wardrobe uh, makeovers and all this stuff and how, they do a before and after responses to how they view themselves uh, bef- again, before and after. So this, this I, I've been wanting to do this for a very, very long time. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to finally be here doing this because, because Matthew, I think, I mean, you know, this, you, you've had an impact on me as far as fashion goes, because I used to be someone who just really didn't care all that much. Like I wore pretty, straight passing baggy normal clothes like gray lots of grays and blues blues blues. yeah i still wear a lot of grays and blues yeah yeah, but there's a little more diversity in my wardrobe yeah i mean this shirt that i'm wearing this striped shirt that i'm wearing is one of those but um but you've helped me you've helped me see that it's like it's important to find um yeah what is me what is my self-expression and Mm -hmm. how can i just be more confident along with that not just to dress um in whatever way, but to like the, the confidence that goes attached with knowing that I just feel better in my skin because I'm wearing this shirt or these pants or this hat or, or accessories, what have you, like, um, there are layers to it. And I love how you kept using the word layers because that's so like both clothing type and also, yeah. Per- what's yeah, the word? <laughs> yeah. Both clo- clothing and also, uh, I guess personal behavior or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 So I'm excited to peel the layers with you guys. Not that we're going to be stripping throughout this episode. Although I'm tempted, man, it is hot. It is hot in this room. 
You'll just need a little, an audio cue, like just a little ding, like a little bell to mm-hmm. ring whenever you take off another piece of clothing, just to help the listeners. Yeah. To help I, them pace. Yeah. To help them pace their visualization. Now. Right. Right. Yeah. It's starting to go too fast. Hey, it starts baby, with the hat. Hey, hey secretly, like probably Tom is a nudist. We don't know. So. I live alone. You don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, they got these giant bay windows though. So the whole neighborhood would know. So, um, Let's start with, let's start from the beginning, you guys. Let's start from our childhood. I would love to start there and just learn how some of our fashion journeys began. I'm curious, going through, let's kind of start with like middle school. I feel like middle school, high school, that's kind of where we start to develop a bit of a personality as far as choosing what we wear. And maybe the options we're choosing have been chosen for us by our mother. Got some things to say about that. But uh, yeah, how was little Ryan and little Matthew as a middle schooler, high schooler, when it came to fashion, um, like what was your, yeah, what was your relationship with the clothes on your body back then? I didn't like my body. And so I didn't invest a lot of time and energy into how I dressed. I didn't, I guess I thought that, you know, if, uh, if I liked my body, I would, but, um, but it almost felt like it wasn't for me to, um, to, to think too hard about fashion or to get involved in fashion. Uh, also, you know, in middle school and high school, like the fashion that's presented to you, or at least was presented to me is just kind of a lot of the same stuff, like Hollister, American Eagle, um, Abercrombie and Fitch. And those were stores that I felt very out of place in. Probably I was most comfortable in American Eagle. And so I, I shopped a little bit at American Eagle, but um, but I was not bold at all. I wasn't expressive at all. I wasn't trying to express anything through through my fashion at the time. Yeah. Did you like actually shop at American Eagle? Or when you said you shopped there, like was your mom there too? Like how did you acquire clothes? I mean, when I was when I was old enough to look for clothes on my own, I was I would be on my own. But okay. um, but like when I was when I was the age that my parents would take me shopping, it would be like you know, Kohl's or Walmart or Old Navy. Right. Or Target. Yeah, yeah. I, I lived in those <laughs> locations myself. Um, what about you, Matt? Matt, your story, I would love to hear. Yeah, what were you like pre, pre-college? pre Yeah, pre-college. Uh, elementary and high school. We never had middle school. So, um, yeah, so basically I grew up poor. And so whatever uh, we, we used to go to, uh, we used to actually have some uh, government assistance in clothing. And uh, because of how my parents live, my, um, yeah, my, my, my parents didn't really go shopping. They didn't really take us to the mall um, that much every now and then, but I didn't care what um, I, I wore um, all throughout uh, late elementary, early high school. And, um, yeah, I mean, whatever my mom, uh, or actually my parents, uh, would buy us, we would wear and whatever, uh, my mom thought was good, we would wear. And, uh, it wasn't until probably like my sophomore, uh, yeah, I think my sophomore, maybe junior year. That's when I kind of started like a little bit, uh, getting into more of like, Hey, I kind of want to look good, but I don't know, know where to start. So, um, yeah, uh, because of, uh, living in one household and having one TV and also having a mom who, uh, loved watching TV and my dad did not, uh, that, 
that much unless it was like uh, basketball or football or boxing. Uh, my mom used to actually make me and my younger brother uh, watch a TV show called What Not to Wear. And we, we I remember we, that. Show. Yeah. So we used to watch that and we were forced to watch that because that was her thing and we couldn't change the channel. So uh, we just, yeah, we just got interested in it. And that's where actually my love of fashion kind of uh, came into being and came into place. And from there, I kind of was like, hey, I kind of like how they uh, look and I kind of want to look like them. I kind of want to look that good, but because we're poor, we can't go like shopping. So I need to improvise. And that was the start of me loving clothes and fashion. Oh, that was such a pretty visual of me, like knowing knowing you today and picturing little Matthew watching what not to wear with his mom <laughs> and seeing the origin story. Everyone has an origin story. Um, so that's fun to hear to hear yours. Yeah, as for me, like I I don't know, like I just remember, yeah, mom taking me to Walmart or I don't even know if we went to American Eagle, honestly. Here's the funny story with American Eagle. I think my mom is still convinced that I'm a straight um 11th grade boy and she'll like still roll by american eagle today and look at the clearance rack and pick up a shirt with you know the little eagle symbol on it for five (laughs) dollars and she'll give it to me for christmas or something and i'm like oh and sometimes she's a hit and sometimes she's a miss um but whenever it's a hit i'm like i'm just like embracing the youth that i never had (laughs) because i never i don't remember having american eagle stuff when i was in high school so sad none of us did any of us have older brothers i don't feel like we we had oh you did matt did you get hand me downs uh no because my older brother uh so so with me my younger brother we uh are were um i know i am uh we were like skinny boys and my older brother he was in sports he was a football player he was a basketball player so every everything uh that was supposed to be hand me downs hand-me-downs wasn't a hand-me-down because of how uh big he was and he used to wear mediums and also large so whatever and not only that but since he was the first child um he would get whatever he wanted and he he's the one that actually went to to the mall and bought whatever clothes that he wanted because he's the firstborn he's the oldest child so whatever basically almost whatever thing that he got he got and uh and then for us we me and my younger brother we would like go shop at like walmart or something like that or get something off the clearance rack or go to ross or whatever and uh that's how we got we we yeah that's how we got our clothes and uh yeah i mean we we didn't we didn't know any better we didn't know style or, or anything like that so um and then once my uh older brother went off to college then that's when we kind of like hey i kind of want to buy a little bit uh, uh, more of my own stuff. But again, we grew up poor, so we didn't have that much money. So, um, it wasn't until later in life, especially in in college, uh, that's when I started getting more into fashion and more into, Hey, I kind of want to dress up in like better clothes. And also I had scholarship money to buy better clothes. And then from there, like it took off. So, yeah. Yeah, I got hand-me-down clothes from my younger brother when high school turned to college and my brother got bigger 
and then I inherited all of his, all of his trendy little shirts that he had. Um, so for a couple of years there, I was, I was sporting my younger brother's hand-me-downs, which is a funny, funny little story. But um, yeah, we had, we had some guys in our community talk about hand-me-downs and the journey of, uh, of inheriting fashion choices from some, someone else. But, um, but yeah, I think about my own journey with fashion and I think honestly, friendship with you, Matthew is part of it, but then watching Queer Eye, I think that is absolutely something that has factored into my, in general, self-care. I mean, I feel like through that show, I have nothing but love for that show. Um, through that show, I've been learning self-care across the board, but most notably, I would say in the realm of fashion, because I'm sure we have lots of people out there who love this show. My favorite segments from the show are always the fashion segments with Tan, because I just learn so much about like body shapes and proportions and where seams should be and colors that work for people. I mean, there's a science to fashion that I find just endlessly fascinating. Do you guys, do you guys like the, do you guys go for the, the science of fashion? Uh, I guess I'd be interested in learning more, but I feel like I make all my fashion choices through intuition and instinct which I'm surprised it doesn't go worse for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have a pretty good pretty good instinct. Yeah, for, for myself, I uh, already knew the science and uh, rules of fashion because of, again, the show, what not, to, what not to wear. So basically, that show walks so Tan can run. So that's, that's I, <laughs> yeah. Um, all the Tan yeah. stands out there. But it's true. It is true. So what, whatever rules and also science to it of a body figure, um, it, it basically did come, come out to the show what not to wear and all the, all the stuff that he said, was like, yeah, I, I kind of already know that, but it was also a refresher as well as like, Hey, don't forget about like, Hey, if you are shaped this way, get these types of clothes, but not only that, but, um, with the, 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 the show, uh, what not to wear, it's also like probably 10, 15 years old but yet the, the rules are still applicable today it's just kind of like with queer eye it's more of a modern um clothing style uh more uh based in like today's society as well so um i mean no 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 shade to tan or, or anybody like that so it, it's it's good to have refreshers it's good to have rules it's good to have um uh stuff to base on and uh guidelines to base on so yeah. Yeah. I like, I know I've done this, Ryan, I'm curious if you've done this too. Have you ever just gone to a clothing store and just grabbed like 10 things and just been like, I have no intention whatsoever to, to purchase this, but I want to see what it looks like on my body. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Because I, I think I did it for the first time with Matthew or we have a mutual friend who um, I remember definitely doing that a couple of times with, and it was like incredibly like empowering. Like I was surprised how much I just loved, like, I have no intention to buy this floral sh collared shirt, but I'm just going to wear it and see what it looks like and take a picture. And it's just been super empowering to do that. Yeah. I've never, I've never done that with just like go out and pick the clothes, pick clothes, like, because I don't think I'll wear them, but I do, I do like to sort of, <clears throat> um, try on some bolder choices and I'm, I may or may not decide to buy them, but, um, but it is, it is fun to remind yourself, okay, you're just trying it on. You're not buying it. You're like you can, you can just see, say how it looks, see how it goes. Yeah. Get a little crazy, get a little adventurous mm -hmm. out there beyond the, uh, 
we posted on online, Ryan, your wonderful wardrobe in your closet ranging from what was what, what's the color spectrum? Do you want to paint the visual again? It, it goes from like black to dark blue to like charcoal to lighter blue to like mid gray to light gray to white. Just wow. Like, yeah. The, it's the gay male flag, just like most of my wardrobe too. And I will say though, I will add a little clarification. Those are my hang, hanging shirts. I have a lot of shirts right. that are folded up that are that have more variety in them. Right, yeah. It's interesting that your hang, your hanging shirts are my t-shirts because I'm a huge like V-neck t-shirt person. That's like most of my t-shirts um, are in the blues um, and kind of in the similar color scale that you mentioned. Whereas yeah. my hanging shirts, I'm a huge flannel person. And so I've got flannel blue and flannel red and flannel yellow. And so green, I think I have way more yeah, color variety, I think, mm-hmm. in my, my hanging clothes. So we're, we've got a little inverse situation going on there. Yeah. And, and also my, uh, like I said, the pants I'm wearing right now are red. Um, yes. Maybe I'll show you. Yeah, look. So Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Red. And I have some pink shorts. So um yeah, I think, you know, having having some contrast is definitely good. Which those bold colors for you, like you, have you ever like researched all the, Matthew, you probably know the terms for this, but like there's seasons, right? So like Ryan would be a summer person because he's got blonde hair and blue eyes. So he's, he can pull off more like vibrant colors Ooh. versus me, fall person. I have dark hair and I I, I, I do better with like, darker more subdued colors um right like there's there's i forget i think that's just all it's called it's like if you're a spring summer fall or winter based on your Hmm. hair color and skin color yeah there i mean it's it's okay i mean this is this is definitely okay with with fashion and also uh types of uh, skin colors types of body uh there are uh, there are clothes that does not work on you and that's fine and if it doesn't work on you then you don't need to wear them and uh, there are, but there are clothes that are going to work on you. And those ones you should enjoy. And you should also uh, have the confidence to wear. And there's also nothing wrong just to experiment. Um, if you, I mean, especially if you're get, uh, buying stuff at uh, the thrift store that costs like $2 or $3 or like $10 or something like that. Like you can definitely experiment over there. I always assumed my skin was too pale to pull off like bright, vivid colors. So no, even, I even- think these like colorful clothes that I'm wearing right now. It's like as colorful as it gets for me, but they're still kind of toned on and muted. It's like your personality, but I think, yeah, I would affirm that like, if you wanted to wear a bright blue shirt or yeah, pink, you mentioned pink shorts, right? Like that, I think that works really well. Like powder pink. Powder pink, yeah, no, I think those those types of bright colors work well for for folks with your complexion and your hair color. I think okay. it works yeah. really well for you. Uh, not, not only that, but with um, uh, white um, jeans uh, as well. That can also, um, that as of right now, that's what I'm, I'm seeing. Like you can actually definitely pull off white jeans with that type of t-shirt. And also, um, also uh, either, uh, either brighter or, or um, darker um, uh, dress, ish types of button up t-shirts as well so especially floral i mean floral you you can definitely pull Mm. that off as well so i wanted to read um because we've mentioned queer eye and we're going to start talking about our style i'm glad we've already started talking about it um but one of our yobbers had this to say about style and fashion um he said this tan explained this beautifully in an early episode of queer eye the general idea is that style is dressing in a way that makes you feel comfortable with yourself Fashion is so tied to trends that come and go. 
I'm a huge advocate for style and fashion can go burn. <laughs> so that's a little differentiation if people are out there trying to figure out, because <laughs> it's true, like fashion comes and goes. Like what's, like, I think Matt probably has a better beat on this than I do, but I think skinny jeans, like the skinny jean thing is on its way out or maybe it's already out, but I feel like baggier is what Gen Z is all about now. Like they're going back. It's like, it's like we keep going cyclically back and forth. Like we want to wear skinnier clothing and now we want to wear baggier clothing. And it's interesting to see the fashion, uh, the trends go, come and go as the years, as the generations pass. I mean, yeah, def I definitely agree with um, what that guy said, especially what, what Tan said that uh, of like wearing something comfortable, um, wearing something comfortable that will boost your uh, confidence. And that's what I always go for. And especially when, whenever uh, you and I are, are, are shopping, uh, Tom, I always want to boost your confidence. And it is always like, and it is, it is always like, uh, it definitely sh uh, shoots up like your confidence. Like once you are, you're a good cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're so, a good personal shopper. Yeah. It's good yeah. to have you uh, side by side in that endeavor. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm definitely honest though of my opinions of what to wear and what not to wear and uh, what can work, what cannot work and all that stuff. And like for uh, today's fashion trends, yeah, of course I can definitely see it. I mean, uh, one of, uh, one of our uh, assistant pastor, he's a Gen Z pastor and you could tell that he definitely wears Gen Z street uh, attire stuff and he wears it loud and proud. And uh, there are some stuff where I was like, yes, I like that. And then there are other times where I was like, I know I, I cannot pull that off. But I, I kind of, in my little like closets of clothes, I definitely have both um, millennial attire and also Gen Z attire. So I, I, I like to switch it up every now and then. Along the lines of this distinction between fashion and style, I think we hit on a similar distinction, but not quite the same earlier where Matthew, you were talking about um, dressing uh, dressing to impress versus dressing to express. Like there's dressing for other people, for, for the eye of other people, but then there's dressing for yourself, like dressing in what you like because you think it looks good and because you, you like the way you look in it. Um, and, and I appreciate that distinction too. It makes me feel less, um, less uh, attention seeking, I don't know, or approval seeking as I make fashion decisions. I think I'm, I'm doing this for myself because I'm honoring my body um, by dressing uh, it well. Yeah, and I think I used to always have, like, I don't know, I don't remember specific memories of just being really cynical about people who dressed well or wore clearly more expensive clothing, but I just always thought that wasn't for me. Like, I would never, I would never dare spend more than $20 on a shirt or $30 on pants. Like, I would just never dare do that because how, how showy or how vain or how, you know, whatever, like all these negative connotations. But, um, but I think just to be able to accentuate how comfortable I am in my body to like, it's okay. It's okay to express yourself. We're going to get to some, some interesting tie-ins to sexuality in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, no, I love, I love it when someone figures out what works for them and it just makes them, you can tell like they're just, when they're glowing in their clothing, like that is, that is a beautiful thing. When that's what I love about those queer eye episodes. Cause they just like, when they walk down the stairs at the end of the episode and they're wearing the new clothing that Tan's picked out for them, like, and they're just so happy. They're just so joyful because they know that it looks good on them. Um, and it makes them feel better. Like that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. At first, um, 
this, I think, I think this kind of goes to almost like everybody, almost everybody uh, that's at first, yes, we are here to dress to impress, but then also uh, down the lines uh, throughout uh, time, whether it's uh, sooner or later, that's uh, we dress for ourselves and we just dress what is comfortable to us. And from there, uh, because of how people um, compliment us of our attire of what we wear. And from there, it's like, hey, I actually can dress good and I actually look good. And from there, like you, you, you gain the confidence and from there you trust uh, more of, of, of yourself of what, uh, of what to get for yourself. And uh, an example uh, uh, of recent is uh, when Dean, he came to visit me and uh, I took him shopping and uh, he, he has not been shopping for himself uh, for good, I'm going to say 10 years. And he expressed that to, to me. And I was so surprised. I was like, yeah, it's like, I just never had time. And all these shirts and uh, uh, shorts, pants, whatever, they're from like 10 years ago. And I, I actually have not been shopping for myself in, in, since, that, since that time, since uh, for, for that long. So I, of course, me being me, I was like, all right, we're going to go to the mall. <laughs> we're going to go shopping. And that was like a bat signal in the sky yeah, and exactly. Matt responded to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I took him to like H&M, to Tilly's, to uh, Urban Outfitters, all, all these different stores and like, hey, try this out, try this out, try this out, giving him clothes, giving him t-shirts, pants, whatever. And he, yeah, he definitely uh, got, got a few stuff. And then when he went back home and started actually wearing them, uh, he actually got compliments uh, uh, from, from different people, whether it's from strangers or or coworkers or, or different stuff. Like he, uh, he definitely expressed that, or he definitely uh, expressed his thanks uh, for me being there and challenging him, hey, you need some new clothes and you need to actually dress better. And he, he, he can definitely see that. And it was, it was definitely a, 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 an eye-opener for him. It's like, hey, it's okay to dress uh, better and also dress uh, for yourself and also a little bit to dress to impress. And it definitely gave him the confidence, uh, confident booster uh, for, for, for him uh, after he visited me. So that's kind of an example too. That's awesome. Yeah, there's definitely a time and place for dress to impress. I mean, like, uh, you know, interviews or when, you, when you're in a situation that you right. need to, you know, you want to communicate uh, confidence and competence through your dress yeah yeah do you guys just you mentioning that i feel like we get to reference dean every once in a while so big shout out to dean that's awesome do you guys because i yeah i love compliments over dress like i i'm a little more iffy with compliments over body like that's a whole nother conversation as far as body image goes but like i enjoy getting compliments over over dress and i feel like you know it's a shame but i feel like that's way more of a female thing that another like females will compliment each other's dresses like oh that's a cute dress or where'd you get your bag or you know i hear that all the time with fellow with with females um but how do you guys feel about either yeah a receiving this goes back to love languages how do you feel about receiving compliments over your attire versus and also how do you feel about giving compliments for other men and their attire i feel pretty comfortable giving compliments uh to to men uh, for their attire, for their outfits or, or individual pieces. Um, with women, it, feel, it feels a little weird because I'm worried that they'll feel like I'm hitting on them, that it'll come across like that. Although I, I guess I don't know why I don't worry about that with men, right? Um, 
<laughs> oh well. Yeah, I, I and I, I do like. I mean, as much of the next as the next person, I like receiving compliments about my outfit. I mm-hmm. love it. I, I, I think I value most compliments on my whole outfit. You know, if someone just says, "Oh, that's a cool shirt," I'm like, "Oh, thanks." You know, but if you compliment me on the whole outfit, I feel like I've really accomplished something because yeah. it's like something that I did versus the shirt. I didn't make the shirt; I just bought the shirt. Mm-hmm. No, but you assembled this like this combination, yeah. all these puzzle pieces that went together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for um, for myself, I definitely like giving compliments, and I'll, I also like getting compliments as well. Um, for me, giving compliments, like if I, I'm just being honest, like I'm just being honest, like hey, I like that T-shirt, or is like, oh my gosh, it's like where did you get that that shirt from? Where did you get that pants from? Where did you get that shoes from? Like those are those are honest um, um, uh, opinions and they're they're they're, they're honest um, encouragement as well. Uh, I mean, I I don't care whether it's guy or girl, and if th- they they know they know that I'm I'm giving them a compliment uh, for their attire for what they wear, and they they definitely um they definitely like it. So, I mean, like they really appreciate it, and they they go out of their way of. I was saying thank you. It's like, hey, it's like thank you for that comment. Or it was like, it's like thank you. Uh, or like a guy, it's like, it's like, hey man, it's like thanks for that. It's like I, I, I didn't know that, uh, or I didn't want to wear this shirt, but since uh, you, you told me that it actually looks good, I'm going to wear it more. So just, just stuff like that. As long as you're yeah. honest, and, yeah. As long as you're honest and genuine about it, like they and like I, I don't think like them worrying about like hitting on you. Uh, will ever come to their mind. I mean, unless like, if you need to go, if, if it's for a woman, just kind of like have a little like feminine. We're not talking voice. about women here. Let's normalize men. Yeah. Affirming other men's clothing. Cause that, okay, that okay, makes sexist. Happy. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll say just saying we'll say, that just like mm-hmm. camp it up a little. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. So anyways, so, I mean, compliments, a compliment, whether, uh, both sexes, both, uh, genders, whatever, or many genders, whatever. So like who, uh, whatever looks good on, a, on, on, on different people, like definitely compliment them. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely love it. They'll definitely, uh, you'll, you'll make their day. You will definitely make their day. How do you guys feel about, this is going to start to get into a poll that I asked our yobbers on Facebook. How do you guys feel about this term metrosexual? It's the worst, isn't it? I hope everyone hates that word as much as I do. This, <laughs> this word is an- ancient. It, yeah. I think the ancient little, Mesopotamians yeah, it, it, came up with it. Yeah. Are you are you going back to like the early 2010s or something? Because we are, we are, we are taking it way back. Yeah, we are definitely taking it way back. That's like, like 20, like, Late 2000s, early 2010s. I just, yeah, no, I want to explain it for everyone. Like for people, this used to be a term. It's not as popular anymore, but it used to be a term that you would hear for a well, like a well-dressed man. I guess that's what it meant. It's like a man who's like really into how he looks, which like, yes, there's, there's a vanity threshold. I don't know where it is. I feel like most people don't necessarily hit it in this conversation. Like it's, we're talking about healthy self-expression and looking good and feeling good in your skin, looking good in your expression of clothing. Um, but yeah, the reason I asked that question or I bring up that term rather is because I asked the yobbers on Facebook, do you worry about looking gay or looking too gay with your clothing choices? And I put it in the present tense because I wanted to hear like when it comes down to the clothing that you pick out and you wear today, are you, are you consciously or subconsciously wearing what you're wearing because you don't want to look gay or too gay, whatever, however you want to define that. 
Um, and I was a little bit surprised by the results. 38 out of 53 said they do not. They do not worry about looking gay. There's a lot of confident folks in our group, apparently. But That's I actually, great to hear. Yeah. But I mean, I actually voted no. I mean, I actually voted yes. I voted that, like, yeah, I'm not about to wear the crop top. I'm going to pre- I'm going to single out the crop top. I'm not going to wear a crop top or I'm not going to wear certain items of clothing that could be, could be attributed as gay or too gay. Um, that enters in my mind. I wish I was more confident to just be like, no, I can wear whatever I want. I can wear whatever gender bending item of clothing that's out there, but I have, there's a threshold for me. There is a line, um, that I think is further along today than it's ever been certainly. But, um, but I do worry about that. Like I, it's, it's like some kind of subconscious maybe thing in my, in my, um, wardrobe selections and choices these days. But I was curious, Ryan, um, and then Matt, do you, uh, is that something you are conscious of or not so much as far as choosing your clothing goes? You know, I have this, uh, rainbow Sufjan Stevens shirt. It says Sufjan Stevens over and over again in different colors of the rainbow and a progression of rainbow colors. Yeah. And, um, I, I, every once in a while think about wearing it to work, but then like decide not to, because I, I'm afraid that if they see in my, me and my rainbow colors, Sufjan Stevens shirt, they're going to realize that I'm sad. That you're sad. Cause it's Sufjan Stevens. (laughs) That's the joke. I'd be be coming out as depressed and not gay. (laughs) I see. (laughs) I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. Cause I remember (laughs) I've seen you wear that shirt. It's been a while since I've seen you wear it, but I have seen you wear that shirt. That's so funny. Um, But on a more serious note, I think for me, it's a little more situational. Like I, Mm -hmm. yeah. What, like, I'm not going to wear that shirt to, uh, uh, you know, kind of middle of nowhere, Eastern North Carolina. Um, Like I'm, I went to a bar with some friends and I didn't realize we were, we were going to be going to a bar after this event. And, um, and this bar was like rural. I think I mentioned it on a different podcast and, and it, it was like, these people were, people were there in like construction uniforms and, um, and I was dressed very, I'm not, not, the, okay. That sounds, but not that construction workers are, 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 you know, always homophobic but like you, you get what i'm saying like it's not it's not the uh the burly it's not my typical yeah <laughs> it, yeah it's not my typical raleigh hipster crowd right yeah. um and so i was wearing i i forget what but it was quite gay like it was it was a pretty one of my gay gayest outfits and and i was like is this a good idea like am i it, I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have walked in there alone uh, wearing what I was wearing, but, Mm. um, but yeah, I was like kind of said half jokingly to the people I was with. So am I going to get hate crimed wearing this? Like, um, what were you wearing? Do you remember like what, what was the outfit? Do you remember? uh, Definitely the pink shorts and they were rolled up a little bit. Um, I don't remember what shirt I was wearing. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Situational. Yeah. Like I would feel way more comfortable being a little bolder in certain crowds versus others. Mm. Uh-huh. What about you, Matt? Matt, do you ever dress too gay or do you feel too gay for dressing well? No, I don't. All um, right. Moving on. No, no, we are not. So I have, I have a lot. I actually have another example uh, for this. So um, it, it all depends on like uh, your, your comfort zone, your, 
um, uh, boundaries that you set uh, w- within yourself. Uh, because I mean, like there are people who uh, dress more conservatively, some uh, more liberally, some like just dress ho-ish, you could say. Um, but uh, again, it, it depends on different people. Uh, for myself, I I actually have a kind of like a short shorts type of, uh, uh, I don't know, attire. And it was because of a friend. Uh, his, his name uh, is Justin. And uh, he is a, he's a tall, uh, uh, muscular, I guess you could say, um, man. And he's a, um, six, three, uh, blondes. I mean, like this dude can be a model and uh, he wears like five inch, uh, shorts, um, in stream shorts. And that dude, like he is confident and he wears it. Like sometimes he wears it, uh, at church and, uh, he, he for for himself it, it actually took progress of just like hey i kind of want to get this because it actually looks good on me and not only that but like it shows off my legs that I, i've been working out and all that stuff and um he uh he explained this uh, we, we kind of had an argument uh one night and he explained this that like hey it's like i don't care i i, I kind of stopped caring about what everybody else uh thinks of of me and also what uh men should wear like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna wear like these like short shorts like to to a public place like I'm gonna wear them because in the 19 1970s 1980s like uh back in back in those days like men used to wear like like I don't want to say skimpy like attire but in a way they they used to wear those types of short shorts and it used to like you you saw it almost like everywhere and it it, it wasn't until like the AIDS epidemic that like people kind of had their like uh uh mindset shifted and because of because of that then like men started wearing like longer longer shorts and longer pants and whatever and it's like they they didn't want to look gay and for him it's like no it's like i want to redeem uh these this this attire and it's like i i I know because i look good and i actually it gives me the confidence and i don't and i i don't care uh what people say or or give me like a weird look but i am gonna wear it because like i know the history of it and i i i want to be one of those people that redeem like this this attire and and he he wears it loud and proud and he he doesn't care and he's a very very confident masculine man and um yeah and then because of him i bought like two pair two pairs of 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 those types of shorts and uh they're probably the one of the best investments ever so uh there wow. yeah the five inches yeah the five inches i i wear them i love them wow. and i, okay. I yeah i can i can make them like streetwear if i wanted to so uh they're they're from uh was it uh j crew factor or something like that so yeah so you can look you can look them up tom whenever so yeah i mean like it, it, <laughs> i will it, not it, i'll make you so it, it yeah it, it all depends like on, on your comfort comfort level it was like what people think like that's kind of the center of this conversation. Cause I want to read mm-hmm. some comments real quick. We're running out of time, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to read some comments. Cause I think a lot of the, when it comes to fashion, men's fashion, a lot of it just centers around fear of what people think. So there's a couple contrasting thoughts. Um, and I, I feel like I'm tossed in between, in between these two. So the first guy said the way I dress, I said, I don't worry about it because as far as I can tell, I dress like a straight guy. I don't like to draw too much attention to myself and I generally dress more simply. Now is the reason that I dress that way because I'm afraid of looking too gay, quote unquote, that's a completely different question. That's not as nearly as easy to answer. And I can resonate with that because for most of my life, I just wanted to, 
I feel like I'm a unique four. We're not going to dive too deep into Enneagram talk, but a lot of fours like to express themselves in vibrant, passionate ways. But I am a counter type of the type four in that, yes, there are some ways like philosophically or the way I live my life that I want to stand out. But when it comes to my attire, for the most part, I just want to blend in. I just want to do what everyone else is doing. And so if that just means wearing the baggy shirts or baggy pants or whatever the rest of the crowd's doing, that's kind of how I've been more inclined to go. Now I've learned to find my own personality and to find clothes that fit a little better and to accentuate. Um, like I've been proud of my, my, you were mentioning a friend working out. Like I was proud of for a while there, my own working out. And so like, I want to accentuate my arms or my thighs or whatever. And so that's, um, it made me feel good to be able to work like that. So I've tried to find that middle ground of not standing out just to stand out for standing out sake, but, um, but yeah, to find that line between being comfortable with how people are perceiving me, but also you know, being a little bold sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And the, the hilarious thing is that my, my friend, Justin, he's also a four as well. So he, he definitely understands mm-hmm. like the uniqueness and also kind of like the, the, the warring inside of, of, of him. I was like, I don't want to be like every other people, but at the same time, like I also need to take it back as well. So he definitely has some, some thoughts and also feelings that you have as well. So fours unite yeah because yep. of fours are so different there's i mean we're not going to get into four fours talk but yeah fours across the spectrum have all these different reactions to how they want to showcase themselves um on the flip side of that other comment there's this one in connection to my sexuality i have felt a lot more freedom as i've developed my own style i've grown to not care what people think about me and choose to dress in ways that seem more quote-unquote queer but are simply more comfortable and enjoyable to me while I used to dress so I wouldn't get clocked, seen as gay, I now realize, I now recognize that fear of man is not something that should define my life as a believer, especially over something as trivial as clothes. So I appreciated that guy's, um, yeah, response to this topic as well. Um, but before we go, because you guys, we need to talk, <laughs> we need to talk about cargo shorts <laughs> because we had this good old Eugene. I'm going to call out Eugene because Eugene had this to say, and then he it's spearheaded on our Discord a little discussion about about cargo shorts, which I think Ryan partook in a little bit. Um, but Eugene had this to say. Shout out to Eugene. He said, "I'm kind of in in between, I suppose. All my life, I've always generally wanted to look good, but never too much thought into it." Recently, I've been trying to up the ante a little bit and go for the best of both worlds. I've ditched cargo shorts, though I do really miss the practicality of them, even if they looked dorky. But I do try out things that are a bit more colorful and have an artistic edge. I want to stand out a bit, but also still have a masculine look. I think men's style needs to change badly. Men have basically been wearing the exact same style of clothes for the last 20 years. And so this sparked a little back and forth on our discord because someone else said, I will never give up cargo shorts. Khaki cargo shorts are the best ever. Does that make me straight if I still like cargo shorts? And then someone else said, yes, your gay privileges have been revoked. I will be by in three to five business days to pick up your gay card. <laughs> and then he said, he said, cargo shorts must die and never return. And then Ryan, you had this good liner. You said cargo shorts with a five inch inseam are the win-win here. And I have to say, yeah, if we could get the the length of it down a little, but still have those yeah, massive yeah. pockets that are that serve a purpose, then we're then we're getting somewhere. Right. Yeah. As long as the cargo shorts are not like uh the thing with cargo shorts is they're like bell bottoms, but shorts, like they just get wider and wider and wider. And that's a problem. Um, you know, so friend of the show, Grant Hartley, uh, posted on Twitter, um, a while back, a picture of a pair of cargo shorts he got that were, I think five, five ish 
inch inseam and they were bright teal blue and Whoa. and they had like the the car the little cargo pockets they were like small smaller than usual but but it's like okay that's cool that's unique that's expressive that's functional and like it had this like pokemon trainer vibes which i i was totally yeah. done for so yeah for reals um so the the hilarious thing is that cargo shorts is actually coming back in but there's also a certain uh way to wear them um as well because i've uh for for uh stuff that i uh wear um it's it's all inspired by instagram like i i go to that like explore play uh page and like and then i i, I kind of like look at what everybody's wearing and then I get my inspiration from there. But uh, definitely cargo shorts is coming back. And of course, straights are wearing them. So, I mean, it, it's going to be up to you guys if you want to wear them, but I'll be, I'll definitely be judging you if like you, actually, if you can actually pull it off. So, yeah. Wait, mm. wait, 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 wait. What is the correct now way to wear cargo shorts? Like not, not full of, not stuff with chicken nuggets anymore. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll, they'll be uh, depending on you and the cargo shorts. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as you wear like uh kind of like a little bit like over um oversized t-shirts and um some little okay. accessory I'm and skeptical. all that stuff. So I'm skeptical about so. this. I'm how do you not, feel yeah. how do you feel about the queer eye guys? They're all about fanny packs. They do you see them wearing these fanny packs? Cause they I get in one sense, I get not having bulk in your pockets. Like I hate that. I hate having big bulky things in my pockets, whether it's my wallet, my phone, keys, whatever. But, but I don't know if I can get by with, or I get, get down with the fanny pack over the shoulder. Cause they're like wearing them as a strap on their shoulders. They're not necessarily wearing them on their waists. Like I'm having a hard time getting there. I have a fanny pack, so I wear them. Every now and <laughs> of course then. you do. So, <laughs> yeah. But Hey, I can, I, of course yeah, you do. Yeah. I can pull it off though. I, I, I know what's um, clothing uh, to match them with and uh, also what doesn't work, uh, for fanny packs as well. So, I mean, I can pull it off. Not a lot of people can pull it off. If you can't pull it off, don't do it. I mean, if you have, if you can say the sentence, I can pull it off. That's what it takes to wear a fanny pack. Uh, that's my question. How do you know if you can pull off a fanny pack? You have to be able to say it. You have to be able to say it without trembling. It, all it takes is a little confidence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. and, uh, and that Know and what that, you're doing. Yeah. Know what you're doing. And also compliments as well. Like if people are saying mm -hmm. that, like, Hey, I like that you you're wearing a fanny pack like that and it looks pretty awesome. And there's also people and there are also like healthy critiques uh, of, of like your friends or family saying it's like, hey, that does not look good on you. And if it doesn't look good on you and you don't like it, it like inside of yourself, like if you know that it doesn't look good on you, then it doesn't look good on you. And uh, sometimes that's OK. Hmm. I wanted to read to close our conversation. I wanted to read something that I just loved. One of our, one of our beloved jobbers, he had this to say, um, as far as dress goes, um, and as it connects to our sexuality and our faith, he was talking about how he's not really like a stylish person. Like he looks for things that fit and look well, he doesn't put like a whole lot of thought into it, but he had this to say, um, he said, it's interesting to think about because it seems to me like fashion is an avenue through which a side B Christian can express their sexuality in a way that might be countercultural, but not counter ethical. It's almost like fashion is a way to reclaim the space. It could be the space lost in the time spent in the closet, the space lost by bigotry and hatred of the church, the space lost in fear and shame, the space lost in choosing celibacy in a culture that worships marriage. Yeah, I I can see what they're saying where um, you can, through fashion, we can participate in LGBT culture, I think, without 
without having sex, like as celibate people, you know, if we're limiting our sexual expression, then um, like there are still ways that we can express ourselves in, uh, in, in and with LGBT plus culture. Um, and one of those things is through fashion. Yeah. It's like, we don't have to wear sackcloth. I get this image of like sackcloth in the morning because we're, we're opting out of sex and we're opting out of <laughs> opting out of marriages in a lot of cases and other things like, like we don't have to be sad. We don't have to dress sad. We don't have to embrace like the despair or the loss that comes with choosing things that we're choosing. Um, like there's a lot of joy and there's a lot of, and you go to some of these conferences and, and even the retreats that we've had, the retreat that we're going to have again, like there's a lot of men in our community that dress just really well and they, they celebrate their dress. And that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to see like people in our community that dress really well and just feel comfortable in their skin. Because I know there's a lot of people um, who grow up gay, who grow up closeted, who simply aren't, they're not comfortable in their skin. I certainly wasn't for years and years and years. So um, yeah, so it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. My battle with body image goes way back, years and decades now at this point. I can remember first hating what I saw in the mirror as puberty hit me, as acne slaughtered my face. I would dodge mirrors in the bathroom or even reflections in car windows or store windows. This displeasure with my body had a carryover effect to my clothing. I never wanted to be seen, never wanted anyone to examine my flaws, my impurities. So it follows that I would dress accordingly. And I think we all can look back on the way we used to dress with a bit of a shudder and a bit of a cringe. I don't feel unique in that regard as fashion trends come and go. But when I look at pictures from 7th grade, from 10th grade, even from college and young adulthood, I wonder, who is that person? How much of that person is still with me, if I'm honest, to this day? And I remember when I started to take fitness seriously and I started noticing my thin, wiry body gaining some muscles here and there some curves here and there. My first reaction wasn't necessarily pleasure or pride. Honestly, <laughs> I felt a lot of shame. I felt a need to cover up because if someone noticed my biceps or my legs or my torso or shoulders or any part of me, I wouldn't know what to do with that. I certainly felt hideous on the inside and it took a while, it took a long while, not to feel hideous on the outside as well. I know Psalm 139 is a cliche scripture. We've heard it our entire lives if we grew up in the church and sometimes it comes across as sing-songy or I don't know. What does it mean to be fearfully and wonderfully made really? And I think scriptures like this are so vital, despite how commonplace they might be, despite how many dozens, if not hundreds of times we've heard it over the course of our lives. I think it's worth hearing again 
a few dozen times more, a few hundred times more, because it's true. We are miracles, each and every one of us. That we even exist is incredible, and that we have something to offer this world is something else altogether. And so whether you've heard this a thousand times or not at all, I pray these words stick with you today, that you appreciate the miracle that you are, if only for a moment. Psalm 139 verses 13 through 18 of the ESV read as follows. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. And so, my brothers, today may you enjoy who you are, from the unformed to the formed, from your soul to your skin, and in the clothing that adorns you, too. May you take great delight in this body you've been given, because the one who fashioned it takes great delight in you. You are God's handiwork, his workmanship, his grand masterpiece, a reflection of the light of who he himself is. So let us step confidently into our reflections, the ones facing us in the mirror and the ones representing our Lord as we do his good work in this world. Today, even just for today, let us embrace this notion that we are worth caring for, we are worth beautifying, and we are worth delighting in. Well, that was fun. I definitely enjoyed talking about uh, fashion. It's been a long time coming. And if we do a part two, I am totally down to a uh, guest spot on that as well. Mm. This was, it's fun that we're recording this episode in the summer. Maybe we could do a winter. Ooh, yeah, winter edition. <laughs> I am down for that one too. I am down for that. Okay. I mean, not that this was a summer centric um episode but like i don't know well, well we, we didn't did talk, even about, talk about scarves oh uh, wait until we've got a little lightning round for our our yobbers for for okay. some bonus content so we'll have a lightning round on some fashion choices here soon so stay tuned for that if you're in the in the patreon community yeah i'd love to hear your guys's response to this episode as far as how you dress how you wish to dress, go over to our podcast episode page, yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast. Find the episode 82 post on men's fashion. Tell us how this episode lands with you. Um, yeah, I would love to hear your, a little bit of your fashion journey or where you are now on the spectrum of like 
um, self-expression, how you feel about choosing the clothes that you put on your body, what goes into those decisions or what doesn't go into those decisions. Um, share some stories with us or call the Yab line if you would like. We would love to hear how this episode landed with you guys. And a huge shout out to Crop Tops once again for cutting this episode. I don't know. I'm trying to frame this episode. I don't know. Bad, it just did a great job. Puns, adorning, adorning this episode. Thank you, Crop Tops. You, you we're revealed attempting, so much. <laughs> we revealed so much. We're attempting to sing your praises, but we're coming up short. Coming up short. Exactly. Okay, that was That's better. That's how Crop Tops That was were. better. Yes. Um, yes, this was fun. Awesome conversation. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you all you guys for listening. Thank you for all the awesome feedback. We had so much great feedback on this episode. Um, people commenting. I'm really looking forward as of this recording, we have not had the zoom room yet for this topic. And so I'm really excited. I'm assuming that we're going to get a lot of well-dressed yabbers for this zoom call. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic with our yabbers very soon. So that'll be fun. Um, until next time, you guys, for all your other brothers, my name is Tom. This is Ryan. And this is Matt. Reminding you that you are not alone. Even the sparrow finds a home. See you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Laters. Thanks for listening to your other brothers podcast. Our show is edited and produced by Thomas Mark Zuniga. Theme music is Fear Is Not My Lover by Nathan Rousseau. We'd love to hear your story. Comment on this or any of our episodes at yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast or share a story to play back on our show by calling us at 706-389-8009 you can also email us at podcast at your other brothers.com or write to us at your other brothers p.o box 843 asheville north carolina 28802 if you enjoy our show consider rating and reviewing us on apple podcasts you can also follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at your other bros finally if you'd like to further support our storytelling, community building efforts, consider becoming a Yabber. Yabbers pledge monthly on Patreon and receive perks like bonus podcast content, access to a secret Facebook group, regular group calls with fellow patrons and authors, and more. Visit patreon.com slash yourotherbros for more information. Until we journey next time, we're glad you're with us.